I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and I hope that everybody had a amazing new year. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first Cowboys Talk of the year, 2022. And while it's unfortunate that today's episode is a bit of bad news, you know what? It is Cowboys related. And I really feel like it's my duty to honor and pay tribute to this man. Because he, believe it or not, is one of the most important names in the franchise of the Dallas Cowboys. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about none other than Mr. Dan Reeves. It was actually today while I was eating lunch that I got the news that Dan Reeves had passed away at the age of 77 in Georgia, where he's from. It wasn't immediately revealed, but according to some of the research I made, Mr. Reeves passed away from complications of dementia at his home in Atlanta, Georgia. And again, he was 77 years old. Oh my, my goodness, I mean, losing a legend is a, is a horrible thing. But you know, dementia, you know, from, from everything I've researched from it, it's, it's, it's awful. It, it really is. Really, you know, the, the fact is, his legacy lives on. Within the Dallas Cowboys, the Denver Broncos, his home state of Georgia, Dan Reeves will forever be a big name in the history of not only the NFL, but quite frankly, he'll be a he always be remembered as a legend in the National Football League. But like I said, in in football overall, honestly, Dan Reeves played college football at the University of South Carolina. From 1962 to 1964, you know, really, uh, really had quite an uh, astonishing career. You know, play football from such a young age. You know, from some of his research, you know, his senior year in high school, where he he attended America's High School, which is uh, in Georgia. I'd imagine it's probably not far from Atlanta. You know. After he missed several games his senior year due to a, uh, I think it was a broken collarbone or a shoulder injury, I don't remember. He the, His only offer of a football scholarship came from the University of South Carolina. Although, uh, although it has been said that he did he did actually get some other offers because he did he did win the I, I did read that he won uh, some sort of MVP MVP title at a. At an all-star uh, high school football game for the state of Georgia. But, you know, he had already made his choice. He knew South, South Carolina, so he kept with it. So, really, you know, I got nothing but respect for that. So, again, played. Uh, it was a three-year starter with the Gamecocks from 1962 to 1964. You know, and, you know, even though his record at South Carolina was not too convincing, you know, according to, to the research, he finished with eight wins, 21 losses and 4 draws. But he did end his career as the leading passers for South Carolina football. He amassed a little over 2,500 passing yards. So, you know, 
and during his time at the University of South Carolina, he was actually a part of the baseball team as well. So, you know, he really had a passion for playing sports. You know, a very tremendous and active athlete. You know, who just wanted to keep the game going as far as he as far as he he was concerned. He did go now after he did graduate from the University of South Carolina. He went undrafted in the draft. He like, but even though he went undrafted. Several teams actually had had an interest in him. One of them was the Dallas Cowboys, who were in the NFL at the time. The other one was the San Diego Chargers, although at the time they were the American Football League, which was the AFL. He also had a, a, a an offer to play baseball with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So how about that? You know, so I guess it did somehow pay off for him to play football and baseball at the University of South Carolina. He gets an offer from two professional sports teams and gets an offer to play baseball with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I mean. You got three major options right on the table, and you are trying to decide to do what's best for not only you, but you got to do what's best for the family. You know, well, I guess I should say it's what's best for the family, but also it's important. It's what's best for you. And Dan Reeves did what he thought was best. He decided to sign with the Dallas Cowboys in 1965. Now, here's what's really interesting, ladies and gentlemen, is that Reeves signed with the Dallas Cowboys with the intent to play safety. However, because the Dallas Cowboys suffered a series of injuries at the running back position in training camp, Tom Landry made an, made an important move. He moved Dan Reeves to the... He eventually moved Dan Reeves you know, to the running back position. I believe that was in 1966. According to my notes, it was in 1966. You know... Well, I should say in 1966, Tom Landry was looking to add some speed to the running back position. And according to my notes, Mel Renfro, who was an all-pro safety, was actually moved to the running back position. But because he suffered an injury in the opening game, Dan Reeves was given the starting position. And Dan Reeves took amazing advantage of it. Had a breakout season. He led the team with 757 rushing yards. And he scored 96 points. 96. And he also had he also finished second on the team with receiving yards with 557 receiving yards. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is incredible. That is how you take advantage of an opportunity. And most importantly, in Dan Reeves' case, that is the way you impress Tom Landry. Unbelievable. Now, if I if I'm correct, I believe at the time Don Perkins, you know, was a majority of the running game. He was a fullback, but you know, and then if, you know, to put Dan Reeves also back there, you know, it actually gives you know it takes a little bit of pressure off of Mr. Perkins. So it it really turned out to work out quite well. And I think that the Cowboys actually, I believe in '66, did actually reach the um, the NFL Championship game, where I believe they lost to the Green Bay Packers. But but still, you know, you made it to the championship. It is respectable, so you know it, it had to be done. And you know, and I, I believe that year, you know, Dan Reeves actually set up set a franchise record, scored 16 touchdowns, eight rushing and eight receiving. So you know, that that's amazing. It really is. I mean. He he was actually sixth in the NFL in uh in rushing and he was first in touchdowns and sixth in scoring. Huh. I mean, nineteen sixty six was a hell of a year for Dan Reeves. Then you know, according to everything I'm reading. 
moving, you know, to 1967, you know, another year with 600, with, with more than 600 rushing yards, and, and I mean, Dan Reeves took, took that opportunity, and boom, you know, it, it just went for him, but, you know, so 67 was, was another good year, and, but, you know, in 1968, you know, that's where th- things kind of went bad, you know, suffered a Suffered torn ligaments in his knee, and then you'll miss the ended up missing the rest of the season. But what's really the big headache was that the injury affected Dan Reeves' performance as a player. It, it affected his ability to play. So it it really did. Uh, it, it it really was. You know. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I should say. I mean, unfortunately, the you know, the two amazing years. It it, it it all came down crashing because of an injury that really, you know. Well, you know it's it, it's hard. It it really is. But you know Dan Reeves did his best, played football with with America's team, played under the you know one of the greatest coaches in not only football but in sports history. You know Dan Dan Reeves really, he really he he made it. He made it in the game of life. Really, he really did. But, you know, with him, you know, being hurt, you know, Tom Landry actually, you know, came up to him and said, well, you, you should be a player coach, you know. And basically, and basically, you know, Reeves was at, was, at, was at a position of a player coach position for three years. And once he retired, he became a full assistant coach to Tom Landry. That actually happened in, on February 22nd of 1972. But you know, all the years he played, you know, played eight years with the Cowboys, collected about two thousand rushing yards, about one thousand seven hundred receiving yards, scored forty-two touchdowns. Okay. And you know, the and when I say he made it in the game of life, you know, played from nineteen sixty-five to nineteen seventy-two. Dan Reeves was part of the team that beat the Miami Dolphins in nineteen seventy-one to win the first Super Bowl, to win their first Super Bowl. So Dan Reeves. Want a ring as a player, okay? So, so every time you know, doing a side, the Cowboys made the playoffs every year. You know, they they you know they, they went to the Super Bowl twice. One of one of them was the, you know they beat the Miami Dolphins in Super Bowl six, okay? They they lost the previous year Super Bowl five. They lost you know to the Colts. You know that was a heart a heart really a heartbreaking loss because you know the Cowboys would lose 16 to 13 but you know next next year you know beating the undefeated Miami Dolphins 24 to 3 you know best way to get redemption right you know and he was actually also also saw some playing time you know he uh I believe he actually he had a touchdown in that game in the legend you know that legendary ice bowl game against the Green Bay Packers which was you know for the 1967 NFL championship you know, I believe uh, he 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 had a, really had a big part in that game too. According to my notes, he actually threw a touchdown pass. So I I hope that's correct. But <laughs> but you know, it, it's just amazing. You know, I'm gonna see if I can actually see if I can pick it up more. Again, the Cowboys were losing to the Packers. It was twenty-one to seventeen. It was at, of course Lambeau Field. The MVP of that game was Bart Starr. I mean, about fifty-one thousand people were in attendance. See, so, you know, looking at the, the uh, of course the the ice bowl, man, God, the weather. Oh my goodness, the game temperature was negative fifteen degrees Fahrenheit, but with an average wind chill of negative forty-eight degrees Fahrenheit. Good God Almighty! Who 
<laughs> Check this out. Lambo Fields, Lambo Fields uh, turf heating system malfunctioned. My, my goodness. Oh boy. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how I would have survived playing in at sub at such a sub zero temperature. Yep, my 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 uh, research is 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 true. Dan Reeves actually did throw a touchdown pass in that game. He was one for one for fifty yards. Wow. You know, Don Meredith was the starting quarterback. Finished ten for twenty five for fifty nine yards and had a t and had an interception. Oh my goodness. I mean, like I said, Don. Uh, excuse me, Dan Reeves not only just you know made his mark with, with with the members of the Dallas Cowboys as a player, but he made it in the game of life. He won a Super Bowl for the Cowboys. He went to two of them. And he helped and he helped win one of them. Okay. So I I said this, it's a shame he lost in the NFL championship game in that Tundra game, but you know what? He went on to win a Super Bowl. So Dan Reeves succeeded and he's forever a legend for the Dallas Cowboys. But he's a legend in the NFL as well. So it's not he's not just a Cowboys legend a Broncos legend. He's a legend in the sport of football. A sport, you know, even a legend in the state of Texas because in 2010, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Reeves was inducted into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. I mean, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to take a quick break. When we come back, we will discuss the success of Mr. Dan Reeves in a coaching position. Don't go anywhere. Cowboys Talk will be right back. And ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is back. We are paying tribute and honoring the career and life of Mr. Dan Reeves. And I'll be honest, you know, doing this episode, you know, much like all these other episodes of, you know, talk about you know, things like that, it, my train of thought disappears, you know, I get emotional. It's just, it's, it's incredible. So after 1972, now from 1974 to 1980, Dan Reeves was was an assistant, you know, a full time assistant you know, in a coaching position, not a player anymore. You know, of course, you know, serving under Tom Landry. And Dan Reeves, you know, as you said, won a Super Bowl as a player. You know, and being an assistant from 1974 to 1980, you know, as he was considered a protege of Tom Landry, I really do believe. I really believe you know it, it's I mean I'm sure you know it, it's like that but I know that Dan Reeves was very close to Tom Landry I mean as no doubt in my mind the, the, the two were really close had a great relationship I mean Tom Landry was the dude you know you, you had nothing but admiration for you know he was just the, the dude that you, you couldn't help but idolize you wanted to learn from him you wanted to impress him you know Tom Landry is just that kind of guy So moving to his career position, okay. So, at the time, you know, as an assistant, he did what was part of another Super Bowl winning team. But as he was a protege of Tom Landry, and you know, learning from him a lot, there was no doubt in my mind that he would soon be. Well, I think back in the day, I would have said there's no doubt in my mind that Reeves has the potential of being an NFL head coach. And ladies and gentlemen, that did happen. That happened in 1981. When the Denver Broncos hired him, and Dan Reeves became the youngest head coach in the NFL. He was not only head coach, but he was vice president of the team. He was the Denver Broncos head coach from 1981 to 1992. Went to three Super Bowls, unfortunately did not win any of them. 
But he was still he still did. He still went to the Super Bowl. We can't take that away from him. You know, during that, you know, during his, you know, time, you know, with the Broncos, you know, of course, you know, the acquiring of quarterback John Elway, you know, the Broncos winning five divisional titles, three AFC championships, again appeared in three Super Bowls. You know, Reeves was the only AFC coach in the 1980s to lead his team to consecutive Super Bowl berths. And you know, and let's not forget the Broncos appeared in the Super Bowl three times in a span of four years. I mean, that's that's amazing. It really is a shame that you know, even though he did not win them, he he was still there. You know, and it's 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 diff- and it's difficult to make the Super Bowls, you know, for, for several years. But but there was times where he and John Elway could not see eye to eye. And from what I understand, you know, around the time, there was a time when Mike Shanahan kind of, you know, was part of the team. From what I understand, Mike Shanahan and Dan Reeves had some issues. And I believe that around 19, in the 1991 season, Mike Shanahan was fired. You know, who, Mike Shanahan, who was the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach, was fired from, was fired from the team. I'm not entirely sure what what it was honestly, but but you know the years of Dan Reeves were just really like coming to an end and things were just not working out well. And after I believe around you know in, in around 1992, Dan Reeves was fired, and who would take over the position, ladies and gentlemen? I challenge you to take a wild guess. This man was previously the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, he was replaced by Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. So overall, his time with Denver, the three Super Bowls, you know, some sometimes some problems with, with the quarterback and then the problems with the offensive coordinator. That happens in the NFL. It really does. And I do ask myself, I'm not entirely sure, but I really but I wonder if Mike Shanahan and Dan and Dan Reeves ever, you know, buried the hatchet. If they ever reconciled. I, I'm really asking myself that. But you know. You know, the I'm actually trying I'm actually looking that up right now, I wonder like that, but so far nothing's been said, but I'm sure not long from now, we'll find out. Hmm. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm sure there's going to be some comments, you know, in the near future. But like I said, we'll go and wait and see. So moving on now. So after his tenure with the Denver Broncos ended, Dan Reeves became the head coach of the New York Giants. He was with the New York Giants from 1993 to 1996. Oh, in his first year with the Giants, the Giants went 11 and 5 and made the playoffs. Okay. In 1993 was actually an even better year, okay? You know, in 1992, the Giants were actually 6 and 10, so going from 6 and 10 to 11 and 5 is certainly respectable, but 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 soon after his time with the Giants, you know, certainly started to go bad because in 1995, the Giants went five and eleven, 
and in 1996, they were 6-10. and 10. So he gets let go from the Giants, but then another, another opportunity arose. Because in 1997, he was hired as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Man. Well, from what I understand, okay, in 1996, the Falcons were horrible. They finished 3-13. and But in his first year with the Falcons, they improved to 7-9, and okay? But in 1998, the Falcons went 14-2. and they went on to win the to capture the NFC Championship, and they returned to the Super Bowl, in the, where they lost ironically to the Denver Broncos. But after that, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately for Mr. Reeves, it just did not go well. He, it, 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 things just could not. It, he could not recover from losing the Broncos in the Super Bowl, because in 1999, Falcons went five and eleven. After that, 2000, 4 and 12. 2001, they improved to 7 and 9. Okay? In 2002, they were 9, 6 and 1, where they lost, where they actually won a wild card game and lost to Philadelphia in the NFC Divisional Playoffs. And in 2003, after going 3 and 10, my Dan Reeves was fired in midseason. So now we are going to go take a full look at the head coaching record of Dan Reeves. An overall record of 190 wins, 165 losses, and two ties. With Denver, he was 110 and 73 and one. With the New York Giants, he was 31 and 33, and with the Atlanta Falcons, he was 49 and 59 and one. In the playoffs, he was his record was 11 and nine. Now, unfortunately, as a head coach, he was. 0-4 in the Super Bowl. Now he did win. He did win one as an assistant under his protege Tom Landry, which is respectable. And while it's unfortunate that he did not win one as a head coach, the fact is he went. He went. He coached in a Super Bowl. He coached in multiple Super Bowls. That is an accolade nothing and no one can take from him. As a matter of fact, despite all the miscues and the woes in, in the man's career, nothing can be taken from him. Dan Reeves had a success, not only as a player, not only as an assistant, but he was successful as a head coach, and nothing can take that away from him. Absolutely nothing. Oh, man. You know, here's something really interesting. Dan Reeves is one of only nine NFL head coaches to have 200 career wins. That's amazing. Okay? And we're going to take a look... At these names, like I said, one of one of ten. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Actually, I'm sorry. One of only nine. Excuse me. You know, I'm really having a hard time. You know, keeping my train of thoughts. You know, and I'm and looking at these names right here. Okay. One, you know, NFL coaches who have 200 regular season wins. One of them is Bill Belichick, as we know. Another one is Tom Landry. Another one is Paul Brown. The other one, Andy Reid. I mean, it's part of an it really part of an elite list. So, you know, you know, and and check this out. You know, again, you know, at four Super Bowl appearances. You know, 
Uh, so, so sorry, I kind of lost my uh, focus for a second. You know, he's actually you know eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm not entirely sure if he's in there yet, but I'm looking at some of some of these notes right here, and I really must have uh, clear the, clearly I got them uh, a little bit confused. But he holds the record for he holds the head coach the record for most regular season losses in the NFL, which which with 165, and that's tied with Jeff Fisher. Wow. Like I said, you know, it, 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 all, all, all the accolades, you know, the, despite some of the negativity, you can't take away his legacy. Because in 1977, Reeves was inducted into the South Carolina, to the University of South Carolina's Athletic Hall of Fame. In 2006, he was inducted into the State of South Carolina's Athletic Hall of Fame. And again, in 2010, he's part of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. So... <laughs> You know, not, not, nothing can be taken from the guy. Nothing. So. Dan Reeves. Rest in peace. Hell of a career. A lot of success. Hell of a resume. And, you know, the NFL, will, he will, his memory and his legacy will, will forever live on. And, you know, he's definitely, you know, as far as the Cowboys go, he's always going to be a, a big name. A, a name where they're in Cowboys Nation, you know, it's a coach that, you know, he, he can never forget. And here's something else that I missed. In 1998, he was the NFL Coach of the Year. <laughs> you know, and I should mention, and I should mention, you know, he actually did have, actually have a, a stint, you know, in Georgia State University's football program. And I actually remember, I'm actually remembering now, in January of 2009, he actually was, he interviewed with the 49ers for the offensive coordinating job. But he actually, you know, and I should, really should have mentioned this earlier, he did actually have another return with the Dallas Cowboys. I believe he actually was a consultant for the team for a bit. Because apparently... It just did not work out. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I think he did reveal that. If I remember, like his position as a consultant with the Cowboys lasted just 48 hours. Uh, apparently, you know, the he and the Cowboys cannot agree on his role with the team, and I, I, I I'm not sure. I mean, apparently, you know, they weren't on the same page as as far as I'm concerned, and. I guess you know it's, it looks like they knew that it wouldn't work out, but they they decided to try it. But it only it only lasted forty eight hours, so so it, it's a shame, really. But but overall, you know, an an impressive stint with the NFL as a head coach. We learned a lot from Tom Landry. You know, going to four Super Bowls is huge. I mean, it's unfortunate he didn't win one, but the fact that he went to four and he went to three Super Bowls in a span of four years. And then it went to another one. That's something that they, they don't just give to anybody. So. so, so for me, regardless of the regardless of the Super Bowl losses, regardless of some of the negativity, Dan Reeves earned his respect, and his legacy will live on. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and 
YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time.